0: Lost Talk Radio.
1: everybody, and welcome once again to Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast. I am Josh, alongside...
2: And I'm Kente.
1: (laughs) I figured tonight we would take a more NPR approach, and really tone it down and deliver the facts as we see them.
2: Alright, I like that. NPR, not Fox News like we have been doing
1: that is correct
2: (laughs) and uh, as always this is a live show so you can call in and don't be afraid to call in I know that there's some people that have been calling in you got to press one when you call in and the way you do that is you have to dial the number first (laughs) area code 347-326-9541 once again that's area code 347-326-9541 once you call the number and you've called in then it's going to instruct you to press one to join the queue. That's when you press one. So don't add a one at the end of the number when you're dialing it. So, uh, um, but please call in. Don't be afraid. We'd love to hear from you. So.
1: I have a confession to make. What's that? I don't like the NPR approach. There's a reason why people watch Fox. It's because they're loud and they're obnoxious and they go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't watch Fox though. Well, some people do. That's true. Not
1: gonna knock them for it. Just remember, um, if you do, if that's where you get all of your news from. <sighs> anyway, last time we uh, uh, got together, which was what two years ago.
2: It feels like it. it. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been two weeks since we last talked. Uh, we actually un. Uh, unpack the first three episodes of Season 3. You know, we got we got to know Miguel Prado,
2: yeah? Yeah.
1: So later on tonight, when it's time to get down and into the funky business, <laughs> we are going to cover as much of Season 3, the rest of it, as we can. All right. But, that's later. Right now, we are going to get into... Dexter News.
2: All right, Dexter News. play the theme song. Dun, 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 dun. We we need a new composer, my bad. <laughs> it's it's really not a whole lot of Dexter News. You would think after two two uh uh two weeks since you guys last heard us. But no, it's it's uh really not a lot of news. Uh pretty much the only thing that I have for you guys is that um is that the Blu-ray for season seven, uh, the release date is, uh, Tuesday, March 14th. So make sure you guys, um, run out and get it as well as, um, also too, that, uh, both Jennifer Carpenter and Michael C. Hall will be on, um, is on the latest issue of TV and satellite week. So, uh, it's a really good shot of the two of them together. And, uh, also, too, there's some new Dexter collectibles by Big Bang Pow. Uh, they were presented at the Toy Fair. This what are year. they? I, I need to have them. I need to have them right now. <laughs> right from the picture, it's a. It looks like his air. His uh. It looks like a lunch pail. Of his um, air conditioner. <laughs> I need to. And um, also there's a a figure Of Dexter with like blood On him you know looking all crazy And um, Oh and In France On February 14th Season 7 has premiered So (laughs) have fun uh, Our French uh, Listening audience (laughs) Just
1: be prepared For the next uh, you said The 14th so it's two episodes in ten more weeks Frenchies oh my goodness you're in for a ride And is Frenchie's bad is that is that considered uh, intolerant
2: I think so I don't think they they like that
1: well I didn't call them frogs
2: nah they, they you know what I don't think you'll be able to be to go to France now
1: Well, let me scratch that off my bucket list. I wish I would have known that, you know, two minutes ago.
2: (laughs) All right. So, and the last bit of news that we have, is not much news, but uh, we have episode titles for episode two and three. Episode two is called Every Silver Lining, and the director of this episode is Michael C. Hall. Whoa. Yeah, Michael C. Hall will be directing this episode, which which is pretty cool. Uh, actually, we have a, uh, a tweet from uh, Jennifer Carpenter, who plays Deb on the show, about this. And her tweet reads, if I can find it. <laughs> I had it. Oh, okay. It says, uh, Jennifer Carpenter says, If you thought he was a good actor, just wait for uh, episode 802. Michael C. Hall, director, and I quote, Don't fuck up your line. Wish he started two years ago. Started years ago. <laughs> so. You know
1: what I think this means? What's that? I think this means that Michael C. Hall might be going into a new direction as far as uh, his career.
2: As an enforcer? Well, as a director. <laughs> Don't fuck up your line.
1: Because, I mean, I mean let's face it. Michael C. Hall... In in the world of entertainment is now synonymous with Dexter. So it's going to be difficult not to be that guy when people see him. Right. So why not start uh, doing some work behind the camera? Sounds good. Especially if he's good at it.
2: (laughs) Right, right. If he sucks, don't continue on. But pretty much... He's going to do a good job. I mean, directors, for the most part, uh, have the e- on television, have a pretty, pretty good, easy job. <laughs> I hate to say that. Because <laughs> the director of photography is pretty much like the director. I know some TV directors probably will shoot me for saying that. But, it, you know, that's pretty much true. This is Michael C. Hall on the
1: set of his first movie, uh, directing. Get your line right, or I'm putting you on the table. <laughs> And then the handler comes up and says, Michael, that's a six-year-old. This is a kid's film. Calm down.
2: You're <laughs> next. <laughs> right, and uh, episode uh, three from this uh, se- uh, season eight is going to be called What's Eating Dexter Morgan, which is, I'm sure is a playoff of What's Eating Gilbert Creep, the movie. But, uh, I there's
1: going to be a mentally challenged person.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think.
1: Will Dexter have this issue where he has to decide whether he can kill someone with a mental handicap?
2: Right. I wonder if that gets you off the table.
1: I would certainly love to find out.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, hey, guy! I know I kill people, but come on,
2: help me out. <laughs> Let me off the table. Oh you' just messing up all our demographics <laughs> all, right. all right, so uh with that being all of the the uh dexter news for this week, hopefully we'll have some uh some much more uh stuff next week. I guess we can get to uh continuing on with season three so uh uh, where we left off at was uh episode four. Uh, 28 overall, and that episode is entitled "All in the Family." He, you know what? I noticed that they love to do that, where they play off of some other movie or TV show. You know, there's a lot of uh, titles like that. Yeah.
1: Especially in the, in this episode when it starts out with Dexter and Rita in front of the piano. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, and they're like, "Law the way Glenn Miller plays." <laughs> No, that didn't happen. Yeah, Uh, I I don't want anybody
2: freaking out. Going, what show are you watching?
1: (laughs) Well, quite clearly, All in the Family.
2: Um, uh, Directed by Keith Gordon, written by Adam Fierro, and it premiered October nineteenth, two thousand and eight. All right, so let's get into All in the Family. It starts out by the (laughs) piano. All right, so we begin the episode with Rita deciding uh if she should tell the kids that she's expecting. And uh pretty much like Dexter uh, flubs that, that the deal and he even tosses in in uh um he awkward, aw- awkward yeah, marriage proposal <laughs> to uh <laughs> to Deb, I mean to Deb. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not those season's <laughs> I mean that was real life no. at that point I think. <laughs> to Rita, I'm sorry. Uh to Rita, not his sister, Deb. Uh, so uh I guess we start there is uh, um what did you think about whether or not they should she should tell they should tell the kids about the expecting.
1: Well naturally they should tell the kids that you know mommy's pregnant. But uh, when it happens, well, the 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 reception Dexter got wasn't as warm as he would hope.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, at first they're 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 like, I, I don't want to say happy, but maybe hopeful that this means hey, everything's gonna be okay. You know, mommy's got this nice guy and. There's a baby on the way. And then Aster asks, I, I believe it was Aster that asked, so are you guys going to get married? <laughs> and that leaves the awkward moment. And then Dexter with his, you know, uh, yeah, yeah you know, with his awkward proposal we mentioned earlier, which did not make Aster happy. And in fact, she's like, I'm out. Not happy at all that that teen girl.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you can't keep teens uh, happy at all. So I mean, I don't know. This this just goes to the evolution of the relationship, you know. And at this point, you know, Dexter has so much on his mind that his pending being a father, you know, I don't even know where that actually really ranks on his to do list. You know, of all the things that's going on, <laughs> it, it doesn't really
1: because we we just see him. He's like, freebo, Prado, oh oh."
2: <laughs> right. It's like, uh, yeah, fatherhood. Uh, I can't deal with that right now. <laughs> I got you know. I, you know.
1: I can I can see him like him and Rita if if you know in a scene like this where um they're privately speaking about the baby and. She's like, "You know, we should, we should have a discussion about this eventually." And he's like, "Yeah, eventually. We got nine months, right?" <laughs> 8 months later, "Okay, are you ready to talk about this?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, "No, just hold up my leg so I can push."
2: <laughs> All right. So, the so uh Dexter and Rita are attending uh, a party at the Prado place. And uh, this is where Rita tells Dexter that she married her last husband, you know, the one that uh, Dexter uh, had put in prison and was ultimately murdered. Uh, <laughs> um, so she married her last husband because of pregnancy and that she didn't want to make the mistake again because she wants to marry out of love, not just because of obligation to her being pregnant. So once again, you know, this is her trying to give him an out if he see if he'll take it. And, uh, you know, which is, which is a good thing to do because, I mean, you know, she's went through that once before. I mean, you know, she she doesn't want to do it again, huh?
1: Yeah, it's not, not really a good idea. To, I mean, it's bad enough she believes that he's a, forget it, <laughs> um, recovering, uh, that she believes... He had some sort of affair that she believes that he has done all of these awful things, but somehow manages to turn back around. Do you know why he turns back around? Because he didn't do any of those awful things. <laughs> right. no, he did more awful things, but letting her believe this was much easier. All right. <laughs> so that but she um, she let him know straight up, I'm not going to marry you. Just to keep you around, because I don't want that. I don't want you to feel like you're being put into a corner, because when that happens, you're just going to want to leave down the road, and let's just forget all of that bullshit and heartbreak right now. It's not going to happen.
2: And she was right to do that. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Right. So at this party, uh, Dexter watches uh uh the Prado brothers uh, exchange heated heated words and uh Ramon storms out of the gathering. So Dexter makes his way over and he says, "Hey, what's going on with Ramon?" And he tells him that uh Miguel tells him that uh uh he's not dealing well with the fact that Fribo hasn't been found and he's drinking, you know, more than usual. And, uh, but he's, he tells, he assures, uh, Dexter that Ramon is trustworthy and that, uh, that they wanted to, he wants to bring his brother into the loop about, uh, about, uh, Freebo being dead. And Dexter's like, uh uh-uh. <laughs> you know, like, no, <laughs> that is not a good idea. Right. Which, I mean, you know. If he tells him, I don't know. I think, honestly, I think he should have told him that I killed him. He should have took responsibility to his brother because his brother, I'm talking about Miguel, I think that would have chilled him out, and he wasn't going to tell on his brother. Right. You know? I think that uh, if he just left Dexter out, I mean, it seemed like that would have been a better move than just letting him twist in the wind and be antsy about, you know. I mean, what do you think?
1: Well, if Miguel did that,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it, it would be difficult to pin it on Dexter if something went wrong. Right. Because even at this point... Dexter and Miguel are becoming very close, Mm -hmm. but Dexter is very hesitant to let him in, and that's what raised flags with me because Miguel, you know, is always like, "How come you won't let me in, Dexter? How (laughs) come you won't let me in?" Oh, Oh, I understand, you know, trust is trust is something that you must earn. It's hard to earn trust. Okay, I get it, but one day, one day, Dexter, you will let me in, and I'm like. Does this guy have intimacy issues or... Right. It's like all he wants to do is be Dexter's friend. Aww. So, I don't... It's like, what's up with that? But as far as telling, you know, Ramon... You see what I did there? I rolled my R. Ramon. Ramon. Yeah, ha. Anyway. As far as telling Ramon, you know, I I think Miguel is the kind of guy that's always looking for the back door. Right. He wants a way out of every situation. And telling, you know, Ramon that he did it would kind of close the door on that. Especially if he's like, I did al- did it alone. And and if something happened if if somehow Freebo was found, even though you know we know he would never be found. But of course that's what we thought at the end of season one and then they're like, Bam, season two. Right. Hey, we found bodies. Um Yeah, it, he had no way of knowing that Freebo was taken care of for good. Right. And that's how I feel about that.
2: <laughs> All right, so just moving, uh, we'll, we'll move a little bit ahead. Uh, Dexter is going to uh, get some takeout, and he runs into Ramon.
1: No, no, not him.
2: And uh, so uh, Ra- uh, Dexter tries to offer him offer Ramon some pleasantries, trees, you know, and uh, Ramon just doesn't want to hear it. He's like. You know what, what's up with your department They haven't found my brother's killer And uh You know So Dexter is like looking at Ramon And he's kind of In in my estimation he was kind of looking at him like Possibly he might have to put his ass On the uh table You know mm mm-hmm. Yeah uh, you know so I don't know. Did you ever think that that could be a. Did well, you ever th- think that he would <laughs> think about doing that?
1: No, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh, season 3, episode 4, not even. Uh, didn't even cross my mind. Uh-huh. Um, on the other hand, if. This happened, oh, I don't know a year later, I'd say, "Yeah, <laughs> but we're not on that season, right so yeah the real the real funny thing is Dexter trying to be cordial. It's like, what is he taking this role of a friend kind of seriously?"
0: All right.
1: So many, so many things up in the air. Even though, you know, we get the asides about, uh, you know, how Dexter really feels. All right. But just seeing him, seeing him act that way, is just eerie. <laughs> I. Huh. So Dexter has the uh the run in with Ramon. Mm-hmm. And then we go to
2: um um we go to uh Angel. Uh Angel uh Angel Batista. Um Angel Batista is at a uh a um hotel room and he with a hooker and uh, <laughs> he's picking up a hooker. And, and we got to note that Angel has gone through a divorce. Uh, you know, he's kind of lonely. So, you know. He doesn't get to see his kids. Doesn't get to see his kids. So he picks up a hooker and takes her back to a hotel. And right as he's about to go for the, uh, to get the <laughs> he's cash He's going out, for his wallet. His badge pops out. <laughs> Which every hooker must love that, right? What he did is a cop. <laughs> so, he, uh, it turns out that the hooker is a undercover police officer. And what she does is to protect him, she, uh, she tells him, you know, whispers to him that, you know, he, I mean, I'm sorry, she acts as if he didn't have any money to tell him to leave. And then, you know, tells him I'm a I'm a undercover cop and, and basically helps him get out. <laughs> it's uh, funny,
1: right before that he's like, I don't I have money <laughs> and she's like, get out and just like whispers, You don't want any of this, you know, and shows the badge and he's like Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he's actually able to get out of that situation. So uh and before we uh give we'll just continue ahead to that and then go back, you know, to the, the scene. Um so uh the undercover hooker comes to Angel's office like the next day and tells him that she should have she should have busted him but the the department couldn't you know uh take Good another leader. handle yeah. scandal, yeah. So uh then this, then um Angel basically tell gives her a sob story about how sad he is and
1: and isn't he? downside about mm-hmm. um Angel batista it's the fact that you know he flat out says a lot i'm so lonely <laughs> <laughs> that is, it's just like dude you got to
2: can use them. thank you
1: so and, and it it's just like every woman that you know flashes a smile at him he's like
2: Hey baby, <laughs> I,
1: I am in intense love with you.
2: Remember the last woman he was with uh, tried to set him up for uh, uh, to be um, as a rapist. So yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know he's just bad as Deb. I just thought about it. <laughs> you know he's pretty pretty bad.
1: His next relationship won't be better, but again, right. that's in the future. That's in the future. That's right.
2: <laughs> so, um, and then you know he starts hitting on this officer and. It, which is kinda of funny, you know, and she, she smiled. She was cute by the way, that officer. chick. I liked her. I mean, I can see why he he was trying to pick her up. <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, she kinda smiles, doesn't let on if she was if she was in interested or not, but uh uh well, I guess she did in, in the smile on her face. And uh so they, they moved on. Um uh, leaving you to wonder what was gonna happen next so okay, so let's get get back to uh uh Ramon Ramon goes to the department and confronts uh La about uh any about the progress in his brother's case. Ramon has been getting anonymous phone calls from informants uh i mean about with information about Fribo and tegan uh and uh uh Oh that I'm sorry, uh about information about Fribo and Tegan and um remember it was Dexter was the person that um that that did that. And he doesn't think that homicide cared, you know, and they're not doing their job. And finally Lagartha's like, get the fuck out. You know, like you know what I don't care if your brother's killed. Like you know, I mean, he, she don't say this, but pretty much she's like, "Get out, Ramon. You know, you're being a dick."
1: <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. so. <laughs> he's certainly not making himself any friends in Miami Metro. Right,
2: and, and the guy, Ramon, the guy who plays Ramon, plays him with that intensity. You know, he's like, you know, he's very, very good at at uh, conveying these emotions. You know. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that actor's great. You know, so. <laughs> Busting in, all pissed off. <laughs>
1: you're not doing anything, <laughs> and everybody's standing there watching it. <laughs> the you know this is one of the seasons where I know you're a big fan. Uh huh. I'm a big fan of the actress that plays her.
0: Mm hmm.
1: But as as a character on the show, most of the time she's kind of. Uh, Ambitious bitch.
2: Are you talking about my the love of my life? Yes. Oh, see, you trying to get shot. <laughs>
1: see, we don't do things like that on the east coast.
2: Uh huh. Well, I'm about to get bring some west coast to the east coast.
1: That's why we're the
2: right coast. No, way, no boss. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, hey, I'll. I love me duh. To...
1: but I was gonna say that
2: during this season
1: she comes off as totally likable. She has her moments, that's right. she's consoling, she's confused, she's at at one point vulnerable, and it's funny once again, it's one of those things where. If she just had one piece of the puzzle, none of this, you know, she she could just put it all together and be like, I get it now. Like for instance, if she knew Freebo was dead, bam, all issues are resolved. Right. Now, she didn't even have. She doesn't even have to know who did it. If she knew Freebo was dead, she'd be like, okay, cross that one off the board. Mission successful, you know You got the ADA's uh, little brother avenged And whatnot, and uh, we're good uh-huh. Unless you think There would actually be this full uh, Blown investigation Into um, The murderer of <laughs> An ADA's little brother <laughs> <laughs> We gotta find the killer's killer No, not so much They did him a favor. But, uh, do you recall uh, what else was going on behind the scenes in this episode?
2: Yeah, there was the, the Cheeky Hines uh, ordeal. It was like the beginning of that.
1: Yes, because a witness came forward and said and it was uh, the defense attorney for Cheeky Hines who will play a bigger part in the season uh, – said somebody had come forward to exonerate her client. And Miguel Prado wasn't checking up on this because he believed for sure he had the right person. Mhm. And did you lose me for a second?
2: Yeah, just for a second.
1: Okay, um, so Miguel, at, at you know, with the, with this episode, you don't know if it's because I really don't want to look into it because I already convicted someone, or I don't want to look into it because I'm kind of an accessory to a murder, and that's kind of on my mind.
2: Uh huh. But she's
1: she's starting to press the issue a little bit. She's like. Why aren't you talking to him? He could get this guy out of jail. But Miguel's like, no, no, he's guilty. You know, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll talk to him. And then, you know, later it's like, no, no, I didn't get around talking to him. I will. I will. I'll get around talking to him. So all of this
0: is going on. Uh huh. You
1: think about
2: that. I'm sorry, you 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 cut up. Know what you're saying? The last no, part. Was... Hmm. No, you were cutting out. What is the last thing you said?
1: Uh, a lot of gibberish. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the the last, like the last couple of sentences you were saying.
1: No, I was saying, um, you know, Miguel kept saying, "I'll get to it. I'll get to it," and he never gets to it. And Laguardia says, "Like, you didn't get to it," and he's like but he's guilty. I I'll,
2: I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. What do, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, you know, no um no um person who is a works in in the district attorney's office wants to have one of their cases overturned. That's like one of the worst things that can ever happen. So, and when you convict somebody, you have to make yourself believe the person's guilty. Because you, I mean, I would hope you wouldn't you wouldn't want to send the innocent people away. So they, you know, just naturally, district attorneys don't want to overturn their cases, especially when they've made themselves believe that that uh, that uh, the person is guilty. So um, you know, he's acting like a like most he's acting like most district attorneys what you think would. But to a higher power, I guess, you know, like, you know, almost, you know, criminal at this point, you know. So here's the thing. uh Um,
1: You said he's acting like most DAs would at this point, correct? Right. Remember, there's that little negative information that he is a part of a homicide. He may not have been in the room when Freebo was killed. He's in, you know. Right. He's a part of it. So if he's acting just regular, wouldn't that tell us that he has compartmentalized this uh, killing thing into an area of his mind where it's just kind of everyday, you know, business.
0: Right. Yeah, I
2: mean, maybe, uh,
0: yeah, he
1: does have that in him.
2: uh, Well, you know, um, as we'll see later that he is not your average DA. Well, let's just hope he's not your average DA. Okay. Okay. right. so that, so this episode was basically the start of the, the, uh, the Chinky Hines, uh, aspect of the season. So, um, Okay, so uh, uh, Dexter and Miguel meet up, and uh, De- Dexter says that he thinks that Miguel is right. Maybe you know we should trust Ramon. Ramon with the truth, and uh, um, Ramon calls. Uh, I'm sorry, Dexter. Dexter, Miguel calls Ramon who is hammered at a bar with Dexter's tip you know about the case (laughs) well as long as I'm here (laughs) and uh, and um, I'll let you finish
0: (laughs) okay
1: um, no you go ahead okay so
2: Dexter and Miguel show up there, where a belligerent uh Ramon yells at the both of them, eventually shoves Dexter. Dexter walks out and tells the bouncer uh Ramon has put his hands on a woman <laughs> and he t- he saw a gun. This leads to Ramon <laughs> taking a swing at the bouncer and is then uh been restrained by uh Miguel. Uh, I mean uh, he's restrained While while uh, Miguel is looking At all of this So this pretty <laughs> much proves That uh, no he, We can't trust him at all Which was totally set up by Dexter You know <laughs> like To show him that he is a loose cannon And we can't you know Trust him So uh, I think Miguel pretty much Understands it after this incident So Which you know, it's was jacked up because it's totally manipulated by Dexter. So, you know. So, uh... Um... So, and they have a nice
1: little talk about this on the beach.
2: Right. Well, You know, basically, Miguel tells him that Ramon simply can't be trusted with how Freebo died. And uh, Miguel says that Dexter is now the only person he can trust. So... Well, let's uh let's wrap up this episode real quick. Um Mhm.
1: Uh, at the end of the the show, uh Dexter shows up at Rita's place. Um and starts you know doing the not quite tearful, but he does what Dexter does when it comes to trying to be human. He uh, fakes as much as he can and puts a little bit of truth into it mm-hmm. and he uh, he gives a uh, a good proposal you know with everybody watching the kids and all you know and this seemed to meet uh, Astor's approval
0: because
1: uh-huh. um, the only thing missing was you know her giving Dexter the wink and the gun like you know She's just like you nailed it, step daddy. <laughs> and uh, Rita's like,
0: "Yes, I will marry you."
1: Or she says, "We will marry you." She says, "We will marry you." That that seems to be a very odd form of me, but <laughs> I I and, and before you call up and say, "No, no, it meant that." Yes, I understand. She's saying that. Rita is accepting for herself and her children the fact that Dexter is going to be a full and legal member of the family. Yay. I understand this. You know what?
2: Come on, did you cry?
1: Of course not. (laughs) It was just dusty in the room, that's all. (laughs) Uh
2: All Oh. So So,
1: then we go next to um,
2: episode episode five. Which is 29 overall. Turning Bimanes is the name of the title, which they love puns. Which is, I'm sure, a reference to the song "I'm Turning Japanese." You know, you know that song from the 80s. Turning Japanese. Let's really think so. That one. (laughs) Song about masturbation. (laughs) Directed by uh, Marco Siega. Written by Tim uh, Schlattman. And the original air date was October 26th, 2008. So, Turning Bim and Ease starts off uh, um, with uh, Dexter and uh, and Renita. Renita. Oh, God. (laughs) That'd be a totally different show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, uh, And Rita getting a sonogram. And Dexter musing about, you know, uh, to start a life rather than ending a life. Because, you know, he helps in the chain of life all the time, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the death part. <laughs> he's like, huh. It's, like, it's
1: weird to be on the other end
2: of this thing, <laughs> Right. If he had to create a life for every life that he's taken, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a busy man.
1: To be a man with that burden. <laughs>
2: Man, all right. So you know, this is a, you know a scene where you know we get to kind of have Dexter thinking about you know what's coming up. One thing I love about what they did with this. A lot of times when shows have the oh we're gonna have a baby, it's so corny and it's you know it's typical of shows that you see and you know and yeah. Uh, Dexter did such a great job. Because when I first heard that she was pregnant, I was kind of like, oh, God, you know? But the way they handled the whole pregnancy thing and, you know, uh, during and after. Right. Brilliant. It was very well written.
1: Television pregnancies, you know, it all leads up to, okay, we got to rush to the hospital. It's time. (laughs) Or what did uh, I Love Lucy say? The time is now, or something like that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And by the way, nobody did it better than I Love Lucy as far as the comical uh, rest of the hospital. Just saying. Um, But yeah, uh, I'm going to give a little bit of a a spoiler, Mm -hmm. if that's okay. Um, One thing you will not see in this season, or the next, is anybody being born.
2: (laughs) You see a lot of people dying but not being born.
1: (laughs) Although, I think that would have been a fun scene to watch. Like, um, if someone's like, yeah, that's a lot of blood, and Dexter's like, uh, sure. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You call that a lot of blood? Okay.
2: I'm gonna show you a lot of blood
1: there. So, I think that, that, that would have been Hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. <laughs> Most fathers faint in their first time. Uh, <laughs> should I faint?
0: <laughs>
2: no. Yeah, as a as a bullshit faint. <laughs> but he has the cover though. He's a, a blood expert, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: that that's the perfect <laughs>
2: bucket yeah. gallons. Th- that was my. Uh, that was my Dexter uh, falling, feigning, fake fa- feigning uh, sound.
1: <laughs> well, they, you know, do the sonogram thing. And as I said uh, when we were doing the teaser for this season, um, Dexter has a friend. And that he's, uh, you know, starting to to really climb into the friendship role with in Miguel – so, what do they do? Well, they play golf, of course. it's Miami, <laughs> and you know, Miguel Prado is a government official, so naturally, well, where else are you going to find a government official uhhouse they They already did that in the last episode. Oh, that's right,
2: that's right,
1: so you know it would be kind of. Silly to go back to the same place over and over again, so they're on the golf course, and um uh, you know even even when I watched this the first time, I was like,
0: What
1: because Miguel starts telling Dexter about um, a man that murdered his wife you know for a second time, not not he didn't murder the same woman twice. No, he gets married twice, and both of his wives mysteriously wind up dead. And, you know, his defense team gets them off every time.
2: Hey, I want to hire them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it just comes up casually in conversation, but it made me go it's kind of an odd topic to just throw out there. Raise the flag for me. How about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's almost like he was telling him, sickening on him, even though he doesn't know about, at this point, as far as we know, he knows about what Dexter does. But it was almost like, you know, like, I'm having this problem, I need you to handle it for me, you know, like, you know, but he doesn't, at this point, he doesn't know anything. So I don't know, or maybe he's filling him out to see what he thinks. You know, was that just a one-time thing he did with Freebo, or what? So, you know, maybe he knows about his Dark Passenger in some roundabout way. He, we don't know.
0: So, I uh, yeah.
2: So, um, Dexter um, basically decides to. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Real quick, there was a scene where Dexter and and Miguel and. And uh, uh, Miguel's wife and Rita, they were all at the, the golf what, – what do you call it? golf restaurant or whatever. Uh, a restaurant. The, the 19th hole. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good memory. And basically uh, the ladies uh, are suggesting to Dexter that he needs to get rid of his apartment after they get married. And Dexter, who never shows – any emotion about anything or attachment, basically. But that apartment, he did not want to give up. <laughs> you know, he's like, "Uh, uh that's my baby, <laughs> my apartment.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, and admittedly, it's a really nice apartment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right there on the water with a great view. No children allowed.
2: <laughs>
1: nice pool.
2: Mm-hmm. You can sit back and contemplate murder there. I mean, it's a great place.
1: Come and go as you please. And everyone's like, you know, we're, we're all awesome here.
0: <laughs>
1: that's that's what, what what I want to make a sitcom about right there. Mm-hmm. Everybody else that lives in Dexter's apartments. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I can only they're... imagine all the characters there would be. Hey, there's that creepy forensics guy again. wonder if he's going to get a hooker. Who Okay, we're having adventures of our own. Or what if it was just an apartment complex full of killers?
2: Uh-huh. So, and also too, we should make note that Dexter eventually made back to his apartment to look up uh, Prado's uh, Miguel Prado's uh, wife killer guy Ethan T- Turner, and uh, he has this daydream. About, uh, you know, of of his father, um, Harry, and about uh, the nature of marriage and whatnot. So, I'll let you talk about that.
1: He gets fatherly advice from his dead father that lives in his brain. (laughs) I'm not really sure where else to go with that.
2: Well, basically about marriage and, you know, so... Okay, we'll just
1: keep going. So uh Deborah we even, <laughs> Debra, let, let, let's uh we, we don't need to dwell on this one
2: either. <laughs> With Deborah and Anton. Yeah, de- you know, Deborah and Anton are still kissy kissy, flirty flirty. And uh and um so they uh they go um Deborah brings uh, Anton to this drug this junkie who used to buy drugs from Freebro. and the junkie tells him that Freebo's gone because his go between Wendell has said as much. So Yeah. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. You you remember Wendell, right? Yeah. The um the kid that was like, what'd you do, Google him? Right. Yeah, um, Wendell said he's gone because he's not conducting any business anymore. Well, if a drug dealer's not connecting, uh, you know, making any drug deals, odds are he's not around to make drug deals. Uh-huh. And that's the big uh, epiphany there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But uh, there's also something else going on. Did did we talk about it last time? Go ahead. I know we talked about it with Tegan, um, but there seems to be someone on the loose who Skinner uh, Miami Metro believes is freebo, but, of course, we know that's not true. Right.
2: uh, Yeah, we talked about it on the last episode, the Skinner.
1: Yeah, the Skinner is going around skinning people.
2: I guess that's why he's called the Skinner.
1: Wasn't it just the year before, and the year before that, they came up with names like the Ice Truck Killer and the Bay Harbor Butcher? Right. (laughs) And now they have to resort to, um, the Skinner?
2: Yeah, uh, that's the the guy from the X-Files, right? No.
1: (sighs) No, they just, it's like, you know, we have to keep coming up with names for all these serial killers. Let's just forget it and, uh, Call it like we see him. He skins people. He's the skinner.
2: <laughs> Maybe they have a generator, a a serial killer ge- name generator, and that's what came up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> M O. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Plus street where you grew up, like a stripper.
2: <laughs> we the should MO, make oh, we makes, should make that. Huh? <laughs> we should do that yes. quickly. If it ain't you know how. Day. Uh, um, find somebody really smart and ask them to do it for us.
1: Okay, the challenge to the Harry's Code community. Create a serial killer name generator. <laughs>
2: uh, and then let us have full credit and rights to uh, sell it any way we need to. There you go. <laughs> I love our fans.
0: <laughs>
2: right. So...
1: um where were
2: we? <laughs> uh, um, okay, so I guess we need to get into uh the a third skinning vi- victim is called in and homicide department hears from La Guerta. They they will have to share the case with the sheriff's department. You know, that's where uh Ramon Prado uh is a sheriff. And Deb also plans to bring in Wendell uh, in for questioning which oh, worries Dexter. Not a good idea. Right, because he's seen Dexter at uh, Freebo's apartment in the first episode of the season. Right. So, so, uh, um, so Miguel, Miguel tells Dexter on the phone that Evan Turner, the, that's the guy who got away with killing his wife twice, <sighs> will not be Prosecuted for his recent for the recent murder, adding that Turner had left the children of his first wife without any money. Bastard! Oh, that's just it. Forget you know, killing wasn't bad, but when he left the kids, you know, the children of the first wife without any money, that's that's just reason to kill him right there, dick. So, so. The improving skills, detective skills of Deborah are on display when she connects with Wendell, and appears to get him to trust her while waiting while they wait for his mother's approval uh, for questioning. Uh, so essentially, Deborah, <clears throat> Deb, Deb, um, you know, when you talk to a child, you have to uh, have the um, the mother there, yeah, or the or the parent, or at least yeah. their consent, Con- yeah. So um, they're, they're waiting for that. So Deb gives Dexter more crap about possibly um, about him keeping his apartment, which you know I say, hey, you need to keep your apartment, fellas.
1: You know, you know for a little while at least. You know, right? You don't, you don't know how shit's
2: gonna go down. That's right, and you got you just got rid of a great apartment. So they need to leave Dexter alone about that. So. <laughs> So as uh, Ramon comes into the office to speak to uh, Laguerta on behalf of the Sheriff's Department, um, Laguerta tells him that Miami uh, Metro will cooperate fully unless it turns out the skin victim isn't related to the two previous murders. So, uh, so basically, um, you know, there she's basically saying we're gonna we're gonna play. Nice, but if it's not it's no connection there, you know you know, we're gonna take it. So, um also Dexter does a little uh Evan Turner recon speaking to a speaking with the victim to be about uh scuba diving and observing him hitting on a woman. So basically he sees a woman that possibly could be his victim. And Dexter is, you know, checking out on, you know, how he stocks his prey. Yeah. So, and uh, so after being recent and well-dressed for the past few episodes, an an emotional uh, masooka tells Angel and Deborah that his feelings have been hurt. By the department's lack of interest in his recently published journal article, so for a while Masuka Masuka has been very proud that he he was able to write a um, a publish an article in this journal, and he gave it you know gave it to everybody in the precinct because he's real proud of it, and yeah. pretty much people ignore it, and I think he even found some in the trash can, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so you know, and usually Masuka is more you know laid back and joking, but he's you know he takes this very serious. So, uh, so um, how do you, how do you think they handle that? Masuka's, uh, you know,
1: I thought, <laughs> well, for one, seeing him all prim and proper was kind of unnerving <laughs> because every, everyone's you know kind of. it it knocks them back a little bit like Masuka's acting weird and professional
2: what's up with that
1: you know and he eventually tells them, you know you guys hurt my feelings and I I put so much hard work into this and, and, and nobody cares what am I to you guys just what and I think they just took for granted that you know, Masuka was their resident perv that didn't feel anything, and uh, and he certainly didn't take his job seriously. He just did it very well, that kind of thing. <laughs> but we found out that not only does he take his job seriously, he does it because he cares. the The perv thing is just who he is, and he's not afraid to hide it.
2: You know the actor that plays him? Comes off a lot like, <laughs> you know, he's not, doesn't seem to be far from his character. I'm just saying.
1: I, I like his laugh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was my impression. That was good. That was pretty good, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, uh, Deb finds out from Quinn that Wendell's mother would not give consent for the questioning. Because once she found out Freebo was involved, she was like, "Hell no!" <laughs> so you can't blame Mama for that. particular Like, there. isn't
1: this the guy you're looking for? You know, because he killed all those people.
2: <laughs> isn't he
1: your suspect? And you want my son to finger him?
2: <laughs> well, I don't think she wanted him to finger him.
1: <laughs> that would.
2: <laughs>
1: that would make Basuka <laughs> go. I couldn't do it again.
2: But so, yeah, right. I
1: mean, honestly, I can't blame her.
2: Um, I wouldn't blame my kid. It's
1: like uh, these people are winding up dead. Uh, <laughs> you you have it on the news that you're looking for them. Yeah, we don't want any part of that. <laughs> so you know it, it's, especially with this certain uh, homicide uh, detective group.
2: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> so uh, I, I was perfectly cool with her saying no. Deborah, of course, was pissed because they you know she was like we have the connection, blah blah blah. But at the same time, you know, right after all this happens, um, Angel
2: uh, meets up with somebody. Who was yeah. that? Yeah, he meets up with the undercover cop that almost busted him for soliciting a prostitute and he, you know, asked her out for a date and she turns him down, but you can really tell that she's interested, you know, she's playing a little hard to get. And, and did I mention she's pretty hot? <laughs> right. You might've,
1: um, he, he asked her, you know, do you eat? And she's like, you know, I don't date cops or something like that. Um, but eventually she's like Look, if I ever get hungry, I'll call you <laughs> And that was uh and that was that. And uh in the meantime Ramon talks to the department about reinterviewing uh uh some of their uh witnesses. Mhm. And Masuka just jumps in there, all professional, like, there's no need. And you're like, why? Because your case and our cases aren't related. This is why. And everyone's like, yeah, Masuka, yeah. And Ramon's like, good (laughs) dress. Because he he really wanted, you know, to – to have a piece on his uh, brother's, uh, Keller's case. Uh, uh-huh. but, um Masuka becomes the big hero, you know, for the moment. And at the same time, you know, uh, he's like, uh, <laughs> I, I wish I remembered exactly what he said, but, uh, at that point in time, uh-huh. he reverted back to old Masuka.
2: Right. Yeah. For a moment.
1: And, uh, you know, you hear, he's back, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So that happens. And then um, our favorite serial killer is deciding to go on a cruise.
2: Yeah. He wants to join up with with old Turner, their Evan Turner, the wife killer. And uh, he has a a daydream about, you know, balancing... Killing in his marriage You know So you know Which is tough you know Cause you know Being married and Being a full fledged uh, serial killer It has to be hard
1: Just being one of those must be difficult <laughs> i am I'm In my personal life I am a husband I am a father And I'm also a full time student
2: that you want to say serial killer. <laughs> you know what you should have said was I'm one of those things and then just left it at <laughs> <But>, that. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> which one <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's that's what I need to have a whole bunch of flashing lights come to my quiet neighborhood and cop come up and be like So which one are you?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just
0: don't family be- man, I'm a family man. <laughs>
2: Don't look in my trunk.
0: (laughs) As far as you know.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I I, I don't do dealing with cops very well. Especially when they eyeball me. Uh. I actually had police come to my house one time. And they're like, there were shots fired in your neighborhood. I was like, really? I thought it was firecrackers. They're like... Can we look in your backyard? No, at first they're like, uh, are you the only one that lives here? I'm like, no, you know, tell my family members, like, where are they at? I'm like, grocery store? And they're like, can we look in your backyard? <laughs> sure. you think I shot them and buried them? That would be pretty quick. I'm, I'm not exactly a super fit guy, you know? <laughs> and they're like, why are you so nervous? I'm like, 'Cause you said you don't believe me when I said I didn't shoot anybody. <laughs> so yeah, a little nervous.
2: But anyway, I digress. Alright, All right. so uh so while Dexter's on this excursion, uh this uh to make it to the cruise that uh Evan Turner is on, um Rita and uh Miguel Prado's wife are looking at houses and uh, Rita finds herself bleeding, which leads her to go to the hospital. So, I mean, being taken to the hospital.
1: Yeah, she, for all of you um, expecting fathers out there, bleeding is bad
0: <laughs>
1: for a pregnant woman.
2: Nah, not good at all. So. No,
1: she is not just on her period because, fool, you stop that. <laughs> <laughs> So so uh they're, they're you know they go to the hospital ER big emergency and Dexter uh doesn't have his phone on. And they're like where's Dexter? And he's all like you know stabby stabby.
0: <laughs>
1: and it's funny because one one of the things I love about uh, the show is the conversations he has with the people on the table. <laughs> Yeah, he he has this guy wrapped up, and he's like, you know, things have been going very different for me lately. I'm going to be a father. Can you believe that? <laughs> Not in those exact words, mind you. Um, but he's like, but you know what? In the end, stab. And uh, takes care of that. Uh, but he eventually turns on his phone and uh we cut to the very important scene of no not Dexter arriving at the hospital we go back to Deb and Anton. Mhm.
2: And and also too, we forgot to say that uh when uh Deb goes to visit Wendell after telling uh after he tells her Freebo owes uh owed money, um we see someone is watching them uh, through the uh, binoculars. So we don't know who that person is. So, uh, all right. We'll, so, get, we'll get that POV shot again, though. Uh, all right. So Deborah goes on to meet Anton and seems upset when a woman answers the door at Anton's place. So, uh, yeah. You know, it doesn't look too good. And, and she was, like, dressed like Not like she was selling Avon there (laughs) you know
1: Yeah, it looked like she just threw something on because you know, she was just getting it on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Where was Anton? Oh he's in the shower. (laughs) What? And what is it about the women in this show that are like how dare he have eyes for another woman? (laughs) Last you know, last I checked, Dev and Anton were just kind of you know, fooling around a little bit. Uh, not not even really going all the way. Just, you know, just messing around. There were no strings. There were no, hey, we're going together. There's no monogamy. She should have showed up at that door and been like, oh, okay. I guess that's how it is. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. But even Dexter, you know, he... he never slept with Lila but you know until after you know he broke or Brita broke up with him. But still it's all you had an affair. <laughs> Dexter should have been like, you no, know, I didn't You I broke didn't up you? with me and
2: then I nailed it. You drove me into her vagina.
1: You you might as well say you spread her legs open for me.
2: You held them open and you guided me in. And then he got slapped
1: (laughs) But it's okay Rita I had to kill her anyway (laughs) In the end she's dead
2: But I killed it I killed it over and over Okay that's another stud
1: (laughs) I just wish at some point they would have Had Rita been like So whatever happened to her anyway (laughs) I heard she died in France I guess I don't
0: know (laughs)
1: So yes. Um uh, she's ticked off mm-hmm. unjustly I might add. That there's a chick at her informant's apartment.
2: Right.
1: Her sex formant.
2: Sex formant. I like that much better. Sex formant. <laughs> so um Dexter after getting back to his dock the docs finds out that that um he had missed a bunch of cell phone call messages so he rushes to the hospital and he finds out that Rita and the baby are okay. And seems you know, he seem seemingly surprised at how much the potential problem with the pregnancy bothered him. So he tells Rita after that that he's ready to get married as soon as possible and he tells Deborah that she can have his apartment. Aww. Uh, so uh Then we get to the end, Dexter is tucking in the kids, and Prado tells Dexter that he thinks that Dexter was on the cruise ship helping to finish the job with Turner. And Miguel says he knows what Dexter's been doing, and he respects the idea of executing justice. And this is for the first time Dexter has found someone who's proud of what he's doing. That's right, Miguel put out a hit.
1: Without saying so. Yeah, that's very mafia like. Yeah. Well, no, no, it can't be mafia like. It's very cartel like.
2: <laughs> oh, why not?
1: Well, cartel, Mexico, Hispanic, mafia, Italian, yeah, Brazilian, Russian.
2: He's he not Mexican, though, <laughs> he's Cuban character oh, yeah, his characters, yeah.
1: Uh, and it's a La that's LaGuerta uh, that's Dominican correct
2: uh, no she's i think cuban on the show or is it is it but the other Puerto way around Rican, she's Puerto Rican in real life though so.
1: i know one of them's cuban one of them's dominican on the show i just i think i don't remember which is well,
2: which LaGuerta's sexy huh? that's what she is
1: she's sexynican
2: i like it sexynican uh i don't know if i have said on the show that i, I I have a thing for LaGuerta. Have I said that? Uh,
1: not in the last five minutes.
2: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, I'm a sound, sounding like a broken record. All right, so, uh.
1: Every show needs a theme, sir, and yours is I want to fuck LaGuerta.
2: Pretty much. Um, all right, so episode six which is 30 overall is sí si se, si Ro- se puede. Now, sí se puede. Sí se puede, yes we can. Uh during um the 2008 <laughs> uh um election, President Obama uh uh had a use yes we can as his uh, his, uh mantra or his uh, his campaign's uh, catchphrase. And yep. uh governor of New Mexico uh What's his name? Richardson. Uh, that he he was the one I think that started saying si se puerta. So this was kind of a, a, a play on on that because this was 2008. So uh, it
1: was November 2nd, 2008. That's right. So, um, Hold on, November 2nd, 2008. What day did that fall on? Yeah,
2: that, that was uh, actually two days before. It aired two days before
1: President the election. Obama.
2: Yeah, one. So yeah. And it was directed by Ernest Dickerson and written by the great Charles H. Uh LG. Who's uh they both been around forever doing stuff. Great. Both of them are great. Little known fact. hmm Uh the
1: um presidential uh slogan was actually um taken from uh, Bob the Builder.
2: Can we fix it? Yes we can can. Uh, I never thought about it like that Alright so The show opens up with Dexter and Miguel Doing some fishing and, And beer drinking And on Dexter's boat Miguel starts asking Dexter how he felt How it felt to kill Ethan Turner And uh Dexter's reply is right. And Miguel says he knows what Dexter is and that together we can make a difference. (laughs) I love how he's like, he's like very serious about it. Like, you know, we can take out the trash together. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's just so stupid. Uh, You know, like this conversation is. Is so silly, but, uh, you know.
1: Another political slogan, though. We can make a difference.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can. All right, so this leads to Dexter having a daydream where his father tries to convince him, uh, Miguel Prado, uh, won't truly understand, you know, what's going on. And his father suggests that he needs to test the relationship, given in in the past – that uh, no one's been able to get close to Dexter without it getting messy. So, uh, I, that was really smart for his dead father to do. <laughs> he has a lot of wisdom beyond the grave. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's test to see, you know, if he's uh, really someone I want to kill with. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So Dexter arrives at a new crime scene when he finds a distraught distra- Deborah. Tells him that Skinner has skinned again.
1: Well, what else is the Skinner gonna do?
2: Right. I mean, he's the Skinner. The Skinner has skinned again, and and, okay. and, and this time it's Wendell. Ah. Uh, Freebo's assistant. Poor kid. I, I really like that kid. Yeah, he wasn't a bad kid. He had a good
1: future ahead of him if he just got in with the right crowd. Mm.
2: And uh, so that his cause of death was uh, was uh, Wendell having the majority of his skin from his chest removed. Huh? No shit. Ah. That's horrible. How did he die?
1: Well, it is a Skinner case.
2: <laughs> he was
1: asphyxiated. What do you think?
2: He was skinned. (laughs) Man. So, um, Dexter believes that the killer is an expert, and Angel suggests Quinn put the uh, case through the national database. So, um, all right. So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Deborah comes in asking about the fact that she had recently interviewed the last two Skinner victims before they were killed and they determined that only people who knew Wendell had been brought in besides the cops in the station and Wendell's mother were Anton and Ramon Prado, the latter of the, uh, of which uh, piqued her interest. So now they're wondering, could could Ramon be the Skinner?
1: Yeah, she. I could be wrong, but I believe her. One of her quote was, "Holy fucking shit!"
2: <laughs> she says that uh, at church. <laughs> I,
1: I actually thought of a contest where we would give away a prize to uh, at the end of season eight. It would ha- it would have to be at the end of season eight um, to find out. Uh, to have people guess how many times, Deborah says "fuck" throughout the entire run of the show.
2: I bet you it's a whole lot of fucking times.
1: I'll I'll rewatch every episode just to count. I'm not sure what the prize would be, but I'm I'm just throwing that out there as an idea.
2: Yeah, let's see how many fucks she does. <laughs> <laughs> so while meeting with the defense attorney, she uh she um while meeting with a defense attorney that uh LaGuerta has tipped off about Prado's lacking in the uh slacking in the Cheeky Hines case, uh LaGuerta learns that the lawyer is now going after uh Miguel's for a prosecutorial, prosecutorial conduct can't talk. The lawyer tells uh LaGuerta that she doesn't really even know Miguel. And Maria, Maria does not want to hear it, and that that lawyer is uh Ellen Wolf, I remember uh Miss Wolf, which I thought I always thought that was like a, for some reason a cool name <laughs> so uh all right, so Deborah goes to Anton's place and finds out that he didn't tell anybody uh Deborah and Wendell had met, and with Deborah clearly bothered. That she might have been indirectly involved in Wendell's death, Anton takes her hand to comfort her. The two have a moment before Dexter leaves. Well, Deborah leaves. I'm off my game today. Uh, Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You're pulling a Kobe on me, man. Ah, man, Kobe's always on it. What you talking about?
1: (laughs) Yeah, the record shows.
2: Uh, You know what?
1: That's a topic for a different show. They won
2: a lot more games than Jacksonville Jaguars. Thank you.
1: Is that supposed to mean something to me?
2: Well, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like, um, aren't you a Jaguar fan? No, I'm a Houston Texan fan. Have been since day one.
2: We won much more games than the the, the (laughs) (laughs) the team that played 82 games, right?
1: (laughs) I would hope so.
2: Yeah. All right, so um, so we cut to Dexter telling Miguel about the latest suggestion for justice, which is a white supremacist named Clemens, Clemens, Clemson Galt from uh, one of his uh, blood splatter cases. Um, Galt, who hammered a girl to death when he found out that she was pregnant, was never convicted of the murder, but is doing time in a supermax prison for a lesser crime. <laughs> though incarcerated, <laughs> those incarcer, <laughs> those incarcerated, Galt is helping the bra- uh, Aryan Brotherhood commit crimes on the outside, including several brutal murders. Expecting Miguel. Hold on, not- hold
1: on, hold on. Let, 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 I need, I need to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Accused of hammering a pregnant woman to death, right? Mm-hmm. He was sent to supermax for a lesser crime.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: Well, if if you were convicted for that murder, you know, you just would have went to you know, state pen. But no, we got you for check check fraud, bitch. You're going to
0: Superman <laughs> Right.
2: <laughs> I was gonna, when I was gonna finish the this the paragraph. I was gonna. <laughs> yeah. And, and
1: by the way, suggesting this guy was Dexter's way of, you know, saying um, it's a tough road.
2: Shouldn't the judge and the jury be uh, on the table (laughs) of that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, so Dexter is shocked that Miguel suggested they could come up with a game plan to get him. It doesn't and, deter him at all. No, he's like, yeah, I like it. A little difficulty there, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like that meme, you know, difficulty level ten.
2: <laughs> <Challenge>
1: accept it.
0: <laughs>
1: and when when Dexter mentions it, you know, Miguel looks like he's afraid at first, like, are, like, are you crazy? That kind of thing. Uh huh. But it, we, you know, right afterwards. He's like, okay, we got to come up with a plan. And the whole time you thought he was worrying. He's like, okay, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do this? Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: So, there you go. Um, and Miguel was... is in. Oh yeah, he's in. He's definitely in. Um, also, uh, Maria or Laguerta tells Dexter that Camila, Camila, an old family friend from the records office who in the first couple of seasons you know uh, Dexter has, you know has had a, a long relationship with her and she's played by the uh the wonderful and talented uh, uh her name is Martina uh Martindale I believe she's a fantastic actress um and uh he uh tells her I mean uh, Lagartha tells her that she's in the hospital and she has lung cancer so oh, man. Yeah. Not not a good thing. So uh you know, and Dexter who's a person who's never really uh shows much emotion, um, you know, seems to be saddened by this news. So
1: Yeah, it's it's one of the few old family friends that's still around.
2: Uh someone that knew his father. So, and as well as uh, Angel Batista, again, is turned down by a, um, uh, Detective Gianna, uh, the, <sighs> the vice cop that uh, almost busted him for, uh, you, you know, I have to say, that's probably not a good place to meet a chick when she's almost busting you for soliciting a prostitute. I, what what mind goes, oh, I'm going to ask this officer out.
1: Well, how about this? If she says yes, after all of that, after his heartfelt confession of having a lonely life, and and I I love it um, that uh, every time you know somebody brings it up, not you know nobody knows about it, mind you, but it, it's it's all about. I was just looking for companionship.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Um, Let me ask you a question. I know ahead. you're a married man, but let's say you were single, and the chick that comes to turn your your power off because you didn't pay the bill. So after she turns your power off, are you gonna ask her for your number? Her number? I'm single, right? Right. Is she hot? Very.
1: Uh, I don't know. That's kind of different, don't you think?
2: I'm just saying. Because it's an a awkward way to meet somebody for the first time. I'm here to cut your power off because you cheap bastard didn't pay your bill. Like, oh, man, you're hot. You know, after you uh, cut me off, you know, maybe we we'll can <laughs> go to your place. Because we can't do it here because ain't no lights.
1: <laughs> so how about after you turn me off, I turn you on? Uh guys, you can use that line, by the way. Yes, when when the hot chick from the electric company comes to <laughs> shut off your power, feel free to use that line. And if it works, you're welcome. <laughs> but when it doesn't,
2: you didn't really think it would work, did you?
0: <laughs> oh, shit. So
2: he's... Uh... Um, she turns them down, but it's clear that you know she's interested, you know she's just playing playing hard to get, I guess so uh anyway, so all right, so Deborah and Quinn uh suggest to Angel Batista that they should look at Ramon for the Skinner murders, and Angel essentially gives them to the go ahead, insisting that Deborah keep this off the grid and keep it discreet, which is so funny because Deborah is not. That kind of person to do that, but you know. Yeah,
1: she she she's not low key at all. Not at all. And in fact, it seems like when she investigates someone, they end up dead, <laughs> or if she talks to someone, um, maybe not the ideal candidate for for this particular job. But since it was her idea, and you know they don't want word to get around, who else is there? Yeah,
2: that's right. That's my, our
1: girl can i can I suggest something real quick? Sure, I know what we're about to talk about next, Mhm, where Dexter visits Camilla. uh-huh but can can I just sum up most of the visits in one sentence um sure if 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 we get to a point where we come to a visit where something interesting is said, sure we can go into it, but for the most part, it's Dexter goes to visit, and it's you know, your father would be so proud. I want a fucking pie. (laughs) But, okay, truth be told, it's I want the perfect key lime pie. And she goes on about how her husband didn't have a very dignified death and how she's not going to have a very dignified death because of the way the disease um, affects the way you do things like control your bowels and things of that nature. And she really... Hate the fact that she has to die this way So she wants a pie Uh,
2: Well I did say on the last Episode if you guys remember that The next episode would I I think I said uh, The uh, Remember that uh, Key line pie would take a Have a big part in the next episode Of uh, Harry's Code (laughs) So there you go That's your key line pie There you go So we can skip that all right, so Dexter purposely suggests a, a lousy plan for getting Galt to, to Miguel, but Prado comes up with uh, a much better suggestion. Miguel already subpoenaed, subpoenaed Galt as an expert uh, witness for another case, and they will have their chance to to get at him the following night. Do
1: you remember how this played out? Go ahead. You know, Dexter suggests this plan where they have to go up there and do something and blah, blah, blah. And Miguel's like, no, 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 we can do this. I'll have him called down as an expert witness and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Dexter's like, well, you're going to need a subpoena for that and this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I already did that. (laughs) (laughs) So not only, you know, is he, you know, uh, in – He's actually going forward without mentioning anything.
2: Yeah, he's being, being very proactive.
1: Yeah, Miguel is is becoming quite a character. Mm-hmm. But c- c- continue, please.
2: Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> dang, where was I at? Oh, okay, uh, so... Uh, they had a chance to get him. Dexter is shocked at how uh, well Miguel Prado seems to be taken to this line of work. <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, so Deborah, who has been doing surveillance of Ramon, is once again approached by Amado about helping uh, uh, internal affairs look into Quinn. This time, Amado threatens Deborah with leaking false information about her having uh, cooperated if she doesn't help. So, uh, you know, so now she's turning up the heat on uh on Deb. So and, and you know what's so funny too is that later on you know you find out that you know Quinn is pretty much a what has been a dirty cop. You know <laughs> you know in the last season. But anyway, that's in the future, so we won't say that. So uh Miguel gives Dexter the plan for getting golf. He says that he will pretend to help uh Gull escape from the courthouse through a side door while crumbling uh, grumbling about justice, uh Miguel spots uh, Maria. uh crumbling about justice, he spot, he uh he spots Maria and complains to Dexter about the relationship with the defense attorney. Uh Cheeky Hines attorney uh tells LaGuerta that she sh- she should be able to get her client off and tells uh, LaGuardia to, to let her know if she, if she ever wants to hear about the kind of person Miguel really is. And I don't even think Ellen Wolf knows how bad. <laughs> you know. No,
0: no.
1: She has no idea.
2: Uh, so. All right. So uh,
1: then the, we, we, we cut to the um, Miami Metro parking lot where, you know, Angel's getting off work and he's approached by uh this woman says she just got released and she needs a ride home and um angel says you know uh you know he stops for a second he's like you know she's basically saying i'm a hooker you know give me a ride home you know or give me a ride and well, <laughs> she's soliciting him <laughs> Right uh, right in front of the police station. So he pulls out his wallet, you know, and he's like, here, you know, take the bus. And she's like, is that it? And he's like, yeah, that's it. And gets in his car to leave. Uh, of course, as soon as he starts to pull out, he gets a phone call.
2: Wait, pull out in the car, not right. the hooker. <laughs>
1: He gets a phone call uh, from um, Gianna. The uh, or yeah, Gianna and and uh, she's like, yeah, we can have dinner now. And of course, what they're trying to say is, she sent in one of her coworkers to see if he would take the bait, see what kind of guy he is, if he was telling the truth about you know. I don't normally do this, you know. Right. So um, Yeah, she uh the, he he gets the date because he turned down a hooker. not like, good for you, but you <laughs> said.
2: I think every woman should do that, actually, to test out their man.
1: Um honestly, between you, me, and our uh listening universe. Uh-huh. When I was dating my wife, she did that to me. Not with the hooker, mind you.
2: Oh, that's what I to say. Wow.
1: But, you know, like having someone call up the house to see if, you know, I would chat with them and be like, hey, what's up? Mm. I'm not that guy, though.
2: Yeah. She told you she was like a blonde. You said, oh, no, I like redheads. You know
0: <laughs>
1: that's not even funny to joke about. <laughs> I'm not a fan of
2: redheads. (laughs) Like, oh, you're a brunette. Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) No, no. And for me, it's like, hello? No, she's not here. Bye. Oh. If I don't have, first of all, if I'm, you know, seeing somebody, I'm not the one that's like, hey, how you doing? you know, just in case this doesn't work out, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And second of all, I I don't like talking on the phone, period. You're lucky I'm here tonight. <laughs> but anyway, uh, after the test, uh, we'll make this really short, Dexter brings a pie and it's shit.
2: <laughs> well, the, the pie isn't shit, but according to Camila, it's shit. Right. So... And and also too real quick, Rita tells Dexter that she plans to take uh, a uh, a job offer that uh, Miguel Prado's wife Seal had offered her, and she she told her uh, she shared with uh, Dex, Dexter that uh, Seal had said that Miguel is a complete wreck at home, uh, and this was uh you know you know maybe this was pre murder you know, nerves or something like that. So, you know, Dexter is taking a mental note about that. So anyway, so Miguel meets with Galt, the uh, redhead the uh redhead
0: <laughs> the racist <laughs> come back.
2: And, you know, he toss you know, he tossed out some racist taunts to Miguel and Miguel then makes him believe that the Aryan Brotherhood has threatened to have to help him uh escape. Yeah, he's like once you get out you tell your brotherhood to leave my family
1: alone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so uh Prado slips a key to uh Galt and leaves. And then um there's a snafu however. I, and uh Galt escapes and Miguel is unable to prevent a guard from being uh from entering the holding cell. So pretending to be a fellow Aryan Brotherhood. Dexter meets with Galt outside of the building.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is funny as hell. Just as they're walking from the scene, sirens are about to uh sound as Galt is discovered missing. Dexter uh Dexter knocks uh Galt out with an injection and uh he says the funny line what he he says something like that's mighty white of you
0: Oh shit, that was funny <laughs>
2: those
1: the exact words. Dexter's like, that's mighty white of you. And <laughs> knocked him out. <laughs> and and so he's got this passed out murderer <laughs> that just escaped from jail right next to him. The police is going on lockdown and he's, you know, basically forced to hide behind a car as guards start searching the garage and he he he's wondering, you know, you know, can I trust Miguel? Which to me is not a good time to be wondering that uh, because um, Harry had been telling him, you know, he's going to turn on you, he's going to turn on you. And when the alarm sounded, uh, well, that didn't help. So this is um, where we find out is Miguel in or out because he has – he, he he can make everything go away right now, just by saying, "I know. Look in the garage. Look over. You know. You know." And and really get his own ass out of water, become a hero. Blah blah blah. And Dexter's sitting there like, "What's going on?" And Harry's like, "He's not coming." <laughs> and then Miguel pulls up next to him and says, "Get in." And um. You know, they get into the car and hide. And Miguel drives up to the guard at the gate, and he's like, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna drive around outside and see if I see anything." And and the guard's like, "Okay." And there's no, hold on, let me see if he's in the car first. Let me see if he's got a gun on you or something.
2: No, it's just whatever you say, sir. And, and, and remember, those, those officers were Hispanic, and they seemed to look up to him. You know, remember, they kind of had a little hero worship there with uh, Miguel.
1: Very much so. All
2: right. So they were like, anything he said, you know, he would have done. They would have done. So, all right. So uh, Prado, uh, Miguel Prado takes Dexter and Galt to Dexter's car, telling him to wait at the priest. Prearranged dash house. All right, so now we cut to uh, Deborah tailing Ramon, and he observes him attack a man and shove him into the trunk of his car, which is never good. Uh, she calls Quinn, and yeah. the, the, the two of them watch Ramon, <laughs> torching one of Freebo's former hemp suppliers. They see Ramon release the man, proving that he's not the Skinner. So, wait, d- wait, it really says hemp suppliers? <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, it does.
2: <laughs> so, uh Deborah and Quinn uh go down to the station and tell Maria or Laguerta that they discreetly uh uh arrested Ramon for kidnapping and falsely imprisoning prisoner. <laughs> and Angel uh backs them up and tells and and Quinn and Deborah gives uh full credit for handling the situation well. Deborah tells Quinn about uh, Amato's inquiries and you know that's the woman that's trying to get him on uh, on um, uh, she's with the uh, internal affairs department and and a lot of the reason why I think Deborah tells him at this point is because um, she has a level of trust with him with this whole Ramon thing so you know and she never really did want to give it you know tell him so um and he tells her a story that they have history, and that the situation is a personal vendetta. So he, so you know, he kind of leaves it like that. Yeah, he's like she wants the <laughs> dick, and I said no. <laughs> and, and by the way, a model. Did I mention that she was hot? She's pretty hot too. The uh, infernal internal affairs chick. They have some of the sexiest officers at this. I want to check out... You know what? I need to look on Miami Metro and see if they're really as hot as this TV show. Now, what Can you do that? Yeah, I wonder if they have, like... The, you know, they should have a calendar if they look as good as on the TV show, right? <laughs> so, all right. So, we cut to Dexter with Galt on the slab, uh, firing off some, you know, clever uh, pre-killing trash talk.
1: He's doing his Dexter thing. <laughs>
2: And then, you know, they kind of cut back between Dexter preparing to kill Galt and Miguel arriving to meet him. And just as uh, Dexter begins to plunge the knife into Galt, we see Miguel arriving at an empty location. Dexter has taken Galt elsewhere so he can commit the crime by himself. And essentially, you know, we hear Dexter's inner monologue and we hear that Dexter will give Prado a made-up story about changing the plan and that he's really not ready to share this final moment with anybody else. So then we see uh, Miguel smiling when he realizes that he's been duped, and the episode ends with Dexter telling us that he's found a good friend in Miguel. So, you know, they did the kind of the uh, Silence of the Lambs, where you think they're at one lo- the same location but you find out that they weren't. And that was C Sepueta. So uh what do you think, man, uh about that episode?
1: Once again, a a wonderful episode. I, I especially loved how um, a lot of the uh stuff with Ramon was uh kind of well, he just kept burying himself, didn't he? Yes. He didn't even realize it. Oh, Ramon kidnapped a guy. Ramon's beating a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he didn't even have a clue that he was some, a suspect in, in the Skinner cases. If he if he did, maybe he would have thought taking the guy was a bad idea. <laughs> um. But I especially liked, uh, you know, Dexter's not a guy known for his one-liners, but that's mighty wide of you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious.
2: You, you know what? I'm gonna have to find that audio clip and play that on the next show, just because that shit was so funny. I, I remember that even from you know today. You know, that's one of my favorite lines from Dexter. And then also too, it's the, the episode where he calls in the fake tip as like a junkie or something. That was pretty funny too, <laughs> where he has that little crackhead. You know, that's his crackhead impersonation, or whatever. Uh, so, never... another
1: one of mine is uh, favorite lines it comes from season seven. I'll wait here and I'll go get my stash.
2: <laughs> yeah, i will go get my stash.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that Dexter is just. It, it It's it's not that he's breaking character when he does this, but the fact that he goes into, like, some other realm where he somehow manages to blend in so awkwardly <laughs> just by saying a few very awful lines. Yeah. And they were all like, yeah, we're going to give you a threesome now.
2: That is funny.
1: (sighs) I don't want to think about that right now.
2: What do you want to think of, man?
1: I want to think about what we're going to do next week.
2: Well, you know what? We're going to uh, do more of uh, Season 3.
1: And perhaps, maybe, finish it up. Possibly. Possibly. Um but this season was so... My God, imagine what happens when we get to season four.
2: I wonder. I wonder if this uh, if this if season four is going to be good. What do you think?
1: I think it's going to take us three years to cover season four.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we got to do a better job than that.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: But, yeah, this... Season three turning out to be a great season. I don't know anywhere in the world that it hasn't aired yet and it's about to be. So if that's the case, sorry, Czechoslovakia about the spoilers, I guess.
2: Wherever it's not airing yet. Yeah, I, it seems like every week we have a new place that's just now getting uh, Dexter. So, uh, or at least uh, the last season. So, I, I, I think our goal
1: is to... Uh, Maybe somebody that's curious about Dexter hears a show and they're like, okay, I have to watch. And then I can, you know, listen along to these guys talk about the season I'm watching so they can grasp where we are in the timeline. And, of course, become diehard Dexter fans in the process. You
2: better. Damn right. Their life depends on it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, that is going to wrap up Harry's Code this week. Um, for for those of you that don't know, Kinte and I do other things as well. Uh, we we talk about a lot more than Dexter on the old internets. Kinte, I believe. Um, well, let's just do this. Uh, you know, day by day. Monday I believe you have something on the air, something about this show, about zombies or something like that.
2: No, yeah, not a Rob Zombie, but uh <laughs> uh actual zombies. Uh me and Bahia Juma we do, we do a little show called Talking Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast, where we uh recap the T V series The Walking Dead. Um and that's every Monday at six PM Pacific, nine Eastern. Um and on uh Wednesdays Wednesdays,
1: you tune into Raya at www.spreaker.com slash Ramsey, no, slash user slash Ramsey, that's R A, double M Z, double E, R A M M Z E E. You tune into there at 8 o'clock and you will hear me with The Wingman Show, a podcast about anything and everything, Hollywood, movies, television, where we talk about Who's doing what in Hollywood? Not who's doing who. So none of that gossip TMZ garbage. What you're going to hear about is who is getting what role and what director uh, shouldn't have won the Oscar. (laughs) Also, after that, starting this coming Wednesday. You hear that, Kinte?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Did you hear what I just said? This coming Wednesday. Did you hear the words that came out of my mouth? I did this Wednesday. For those that are uh, are not initiated into Raya Radio, the ladies are back. The ladies' room. It is. It's kind of like The View, except with real people. Ooh, and believe me, it is not a show you want to miss because it gets rowdy. It gets. Downright uncomfortable at times.
2: And And sex.
1: A lot of sex talk. Oh, yeah. So if you want to hear a bunch of women talking about sex and how to live life and just everything, The Ladies Room, Wednesday nights, 830, Raya Radio. But then after that show, that's why it's called the Wednesday Night Block, you know? Mm Mm-hmm we have Just Kicking It With Ramsey and on that show you will hear myself you will hear The Rock Kente <laughs> we we have to make sure we say all three words The Rock Kente otherwise you know WWE likes to sue um, you will also hear the main man Ramsey the talented Mr. Keith not
2: Mr. Uh Rickley.
1: No, no, not 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 Ric Flair. We I don't want to get sued by him either. And man, this week it was it was just banging. Eight people on the show. Um, my goodness, it it was rowdy. But that is the Wednesday night lineup. Raya Radio, Spreaker.com, dot com slash user slash Ramsey, which takes us to Thursday night, sir.
2: And Thursday night is um, a little show I like to call The Spotlight. Um, Every week we will talk about what's going on in um, either uh, animated films, gaming, authors. I mean, we talk about all kinds of good stuff. And we're going to talk about video games and uh, what's going on with the the next-gen stuff uh, this Thursday coming up.
1: Really?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You know... I already listened to the show, but I might have to listen really hard now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, if,
2: and, oh, we have a, the gaming. Uh, this uh, woman named Cleo from Games for Fight is coming on. And she's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. She's going to come on and uh, and talk some gaming with us.
1: That sounds amazing. Make sure everybody tunes in. Where can that be found?
2: Um, that's. Once again, it's right here at Log Talk Radio, uh, Indie Showcase Radio, I-N-D-Y.
1: And, of course, Fridays. You're already here. You're listening to us now. We're here weekly. Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast with myself and Kinte. You know, now that I think about it, it looks like we have Tuesdays free. So how about, uh, I don't know, Dancing with the Stars? (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
2: Actually, my Tuesdays eventually won't be free. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so
1: we are bringing you the uh, what entertainment? Are we entertaining?
2: I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we are bringing you the entertainment four days a week, soon to be five.
2: I have a new show yeah. called the Playlist. Going to be starting in
1: some weeks, and there you go. It's going to be five days a week of. Solid programming. Every night you will have something to listen to. And that's what we do for you.
2: Because we're uh, contractually obligated to do it.
1: Yes. If I am not 65% funny, um, I get fired and eventually beaten to death.
2: (laughs) On YouTube. Live. In the Roman Coliseum.
1: While the uh, former Pope
2: watches. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a hell of a show. I can't wait to see it. I mean, no, hopefully I'll never see it.
1: So far this episode, I have offended uh, the Catholics, (laughs) the entire Hispanic population. Retarded. uh, The mentally handicapped.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And the French.
2: And serial killers.
1: And serial killers. It's a good thing the Canadians don't have fucking internet or anything.
2: <laughs> you know what? We can talk about the Amish. They ain't listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay, so let's add Canadians and Amish to that list of insulted. <laughs> so with that being said, I am Josh. I am Kente. And we will... Um, no, we won't. You will see... No, no. You will hear us next week. See you then.